Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Gonna talk about friend tech more just cause you know, it keeps being the meta, it keeps being the theme in the marketplace. It's a place where people are making a lot of money, over a million dollars paid to creators just in the past 36 hours. Also gonna talk about this other theme of exchanges turning into casinos. And we've seen it with Looks Rare, we see it with Magic Eating. Gonna talk about that. Really cool art drop by William Upon. Gonna dive in there. Uh, and a whole lot more. Let's get right into it. Starting off with a quick market overview. ETH volumes basically flat versus yesterday, up a little bit from earlier in the week. Market share about 75% with Blur on the ETH NFT ecosystem. Large cap index down again. A ton of strength in VFriends. I'm not sure what drove it, but we had a 28% rise in the VFriends floor price and then continued weakness in Milady. We talked about that a lot yesterday, uh, and that continued to dip a little bit further. Mid-cap index basically flat, some strength in VV checks, offset by a little weakness in OPEP in addition. Again, with these mid-caps, never know what to make of a, of a 10 to 15% move, uh, but interesting to see that nonetheless. I wanted to talk about friend tech versus NFTs. I feel like all of my NFT timelines talking about friend tech, so we're going to bring you friend tech stats as well. Friend tech Overall volume uh, was up again. And for another day, this is the fourth day this has happened. ETH volume was higher than on, uh, on Frentech than on ETH NFTs. I thought this was kind of interesting. Wallets were also higher than actually traded. But if you take that one step further and look at how many people actually bought Frentech keys versus how many people actually bought ETH NFTs. So this looks at buyers and sellers. But if you look at just buyers, you can see that buyers of keys have been a lot higher than buyers of NFTs. And that's been true really for, for five days now, but yesterday it was 2X. Uh, and then creator fees, you know, if you look at the royalties being paid in NFTs, it's over the past couple of days, it's been something like $200,000 total. Whereas on Frendic, it's been over $1.1 million paid in royalties or creator fees or whatever we want to call it. So just a lot of energy. You know, of course, my view on this is I think the incentive structure is pushing just a ton of money towards Frantech. In terms of art projects, three projects did more than 10 ETH of volume, uh, Archetype, Chromie Squiggle, and Protoglyph. I talked about Protoglyph yesterday. I think that was a double, but let's look at some of the top sales and Archetype sold for eight ETH. Here's a fuzzy Chromie Squiggle for 14.5 ETH. The fuzzies are going higher. Corporate trash on our team. Loves the fuzzy squiggle. Love to see it. Here's a Harvest, which sold for 4.2 ETH. The harvest floor has kind of crept a little higher. I know because I own one. It's gone up to three ETH. You know, it went down pretty sharply. This one is a very nice one. Uh, the darker backgrounds tend to trade at a premium. Uh, and that one sold for 4.2. And then here we have another piece by Vera Molnar selling for 3.7 ETH. Second thing to talk about, exchanges. Are NFT exchanges becoming casinos? Let's have a quick look at a couple examples. Magic Eden recently created something I think called Getting Lucky or Lucky Buy. It's called Lucky Buy. And it's a new way to buy the best NFTs for potentially a fraction of the price. What are the details? You pay a fraction of the NFT price. And they're starting this with DGen Ape Academy. You have a chance of winning that NFT based on the percent you pay. So let's say uh, DGen Ape Academy costs 50 soul. You pay 10 soul. They'll spin. They'll do a random number generator. And there is a 20% chance that you get it. Otherwise, you lose that 10 soul. So it's basically... It's basically just kind of like a random casino event. If you do not win the NFT, you do get diamonds instead, which are a currency that Magic Eden has been giving out. So in some ways you can still win, but it's hard to call diamonds soul at this point. There's a 3% fee and that goes to the creator. 
Uh, so DGen Ape Academy, the seller of the NFT who did not end up selling their NFT, and the Magic Eden takes a fee as well. Let's have a quick look at DGen Ape Academy. You know, this project has, uh, it's one of the very first sole NFTs. I actually bought one before I was even really in NFTs. This is like the first project someone showed me. I bought one. I think it's still in my Phantom wallet. So I am a proud holder of a DGen Ape Academy. Uh, you can see the floor price has been pretty, you know, it's, it's gone down a fair bit. I think this is true for most NFTs, kind of held in there, relatively speaking. Uh, but this will be interesting to see how many people do this, uh, how many people side, decide this is a way they want to just start gambling a little bit more. We all know that DGENs like to gamble and Magic Eden appears to know that as well. But they're also taking cues from Looks Rare. And Looks Rare has been kind of on this gambling meta for a very, for, you know, a very long time. I say it's been a, a few months. Uh, here is a tweet from them saying, sitting on a bunch of NFTs you wish you didn't own, put them to work and win some ETH, looksrare.org slash YOLO. What is YOLO? So the basic idea I mean, this is just like the most basic gambling possible. This is literally just like going to, to Caesars. You put a bunch of ETH up. Let's say you want to put one ETH up. It gets pooled together. They do a spin and whoever uh, and one of the people who put money up wins. It wins the whole pot. It's that simple. So if I put one ETH up and a bunch of people put you know, 0.1 ETH up, if the pool combines to two ETH, then my section of the wheel will be half of it because I put half the ETH up. If I get it, then I get the other people's ETH. I get two ETH. Otherwise, I get nothing and I lose my one ETH. So it's literally just a way to take a random number kind of bet at gambling. Here you can see this is an event where someone put 1.54 ETH up. That was 7.56. And he won the whole pot. He won the pot for 20.36 because it landed on that green section, which was this person's section. The pools lately haven't been quite as high. I checked one this morning. It was at 0.22 ETH. You have a bunch of people who put in 0 0.02, 0 0.02, you know, 0 0.04. But either way, it's just a way to take a spin and see if you win. Now, the other thing you can do is you can put up your NFT. So if you own an NFT and you're sick of holding it, you can put that one up. So here you have an Accutar. Uh, this person decided to put that into the prize pool. The bids on Blur for Accutars are 0 0.07. So it was valued at 0 0.07. And this person loses the Accutar. But if that person wins, they get a lot of ETH as well as holding the Accutar. So it's kind of something people can do with those NFTs that are sitting in their wallet and they're not too sure what to do with. Uh, if you don't want to sell it directly into a bid. They're also doing raffles over there. Here was a raffle where the prizes were a board ape and a Zuki and a whole lot of elementals. And you, you pay money to get those tickets uh, in order to win those raffles. Here's Chainlink saying that they're using Chainlink uh, as a way to make sure that the numbers are randomized. What's my overall take here? This is just like literally just becoming a roulette. Like there is not a whole lot more to it. It's literally like saying, I'm going to roll a dice and one out of six chance you win money. I guess that one thing they're learning is that a lot of DGENs, a lot of people in the space do like to gamble, kind of like those dopamine hits, like those, like that rush. Uh, so it's adding that aspect for people who want it. I will say, I don't think this is the most innovative. I think anybody can like create an app where it says heads I win, tails you lose, put in money and let's see what happens. But, you know, I think in times like these where there's not that much interest, uh, I, you know, clearly NFT volume is going down. This is just a trend we are seeing. Third thing, let's talk about something a little bit more wholesome, a little bit more exciting, a little bit more art oriented. The Los Angeles Contemporary Museum of Art doing a drop with William Mapon, Distance by William Mapon. Here is William saying this is the first mint. We talked about it yesterday, but I wanted to dive in more. Uh, for those of you who don't know who William Mapon is, he's one of the top generative artists in the space. He's done Anticyclone, which has a 6.9 million dollar market cap. He's done Strands of Solitude. You know, Anticyclone is on Artblocks Curated. Strands of Solitude he did with Tonic that has a 1.1 million dollar market cap, and then Dragons he did on FX Hash. This is a Tezos 
a Tezos drop that came before these others. And that has a $1.5 million market cap, I believe. I checked over at FX Hash and I believe that's the right number. So this is a very successful generative artist. Uh, you know, and this is another exciting project for him. What are these drops that they're doing with LACMA? Uh, it's basically leading digital artists are invited to create new works. It's inspired by pieces within LACMA's permanent collection. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting concept. The one that William upon modeled distance after or was inspired, not modeled, but was inspired by is this one called In the Carowin Style, transposed in a moderate way by Paul Klee. This is a piece uh, that was created in 1914. And that was the inspiration that William Upon leaned on for his piece. He says he was drawn to the interplay between the composition, very grid-based, very rigid, and Klee's use of color, which is harmonious and soft. Watercolor is interesting because it is so fluid and loose, it's able to break the grid. And I wanted to explore that. He also said he wanted to reflect on aerial views, what places look like from the sky. And the series is about standing back and seeing the bigger picture. And those quotes were taken from our friends from an interview you did with our friends over at NFT Now. Here is a look at how some of these pieces look. So really kind of cool art. And just a lot of people uh, who are posting their pieces online seems to have gotten a lot of excitement. The top two sales, remember, there were 250 pieces minted and it was at a two ETH mint price. And the top two sales so far have been at 4.2 and 3.8. So very cool, more than 2X for whoever minted them. And in terms of where have all the other sales been, what this chart looks at is it puts dots on all the different sales that have happened so far. And they've been anywhere from 2.5 ETH to a little bit over 4 ETH. The floor price right now is around 3 ETH. So up about 50% from mint price. So congrats to everybody who got into that. Always uh, cool to see William Upon putting a piece out, seeing collectors collect them, make money if they're selling them, and even better holding them uh, and really try to build out a lot of what William has created. And then lastly, let's talk about a few notable sales. And we're just going to do a couple one of ones. This one called Made in Italy by Emmanuel Ferrari. The buyer was Mr. Spacely, sold for 10 ETH. If you look at Emmanuel Ferrari sales, he has a very kind of risque look. Uh, a lot of contrasts, I think very identifiable form. If you look at where his sales have been, they've been at eight, seven, six, three. So 10 ETH, one of the best sales he's ever had. So congrats to him as well as the buyer on that sale. A couple pieces sold at three ETH that I thought were kind of interesting. Exoskeleton here by Marie Goldef, something like that for three, again, three ETH. The buyer is Exit Simulation. A little bit about the artist, Giusy Amoroso is her name, but she's also known as Maria Goldef. Uh, she is an Italian digital artist and creative technologist, the co-founder of a studio, and she is currently based in Berlin, even though she is Italian, based currently in Germany, brings her imaginative concepts, fantastical characters to life, utilizing a range of techniques such as VR, XR, 3D sculpting, animation, and 3D painting. And then lastly, wanted to talk about this piece, Scaling Solution by Lucio Poletti, which sold for three ETH. Buyers, Flying Beagle. Flying Beagle has been a buyer of a lot of art recently. So congrats to both the artist and the buyer there. Lucio Poletti has had a bunch of sales kind of in that 6th range. She actually had a couple in the 6th range, but also a few in the 2 to 3 ETH range. And really just as a lot of art that focuses on Bitcoin and Bitcoin memes. So cool stuff from him. Congrats to Flying Beagle as well. That's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a like, tell us what you think in the comments, subscribe to the channel, and we'll be back tomorrow and just about every weekday with another show. Have a great day.